Today is the 23rd day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is fantastic to be here with you today as we gather around the global campfire. And there's room for everybody. And we find a place and we move forward together. We have been navigating through the book of Leviticus, which is where our journey has led us thus far, far. And so we will continue that journey by picking up where we left off yesterday. Today, Leviticus chapter 14. And the Lord said to Moses, The following instructions are for those seeking ceremonial purification from a skin disease. Those who have been healed must be brought to the priest who will examine them at a place outside the camp. If the priest finds that someone has been healed of a serious skin disease, he will perform a purification ceremony using two live birds that are ceremonially clean, a stick of cedar, some scarlet yarn, and a hyssop branch. The priest will order that one bird be slaughtered over a clay pot filled with fresh water. He will take the live bird, the cedar stick, the scarlet yarn, and the hyssop branch and dip them into the blood of the bird that was slaughtered over the fresh water. The priest will then sprinkle the blood of the dead bird seven times on the person being purified of this skin disease. When the priest has purified the person, he will release the live bird in the open field to fly away. The person's being purified must then wash their clothes, shave off all their hair, and bathe themselves in water. Then they will be ceremonially clean and may return to the camp. However, they must remain outside their tents for seven days. On the seventh day, they must again shave all the hair from their heads, including the hair of the beard and eyebrows. They must also wash their clothes and bathe themselves in water. Then they will be ceremonially clean. On the eighth day, each person being purified must bring two male lambs and a one-year-old female lamb, all with no defects, along with a grain offering of six quarts of choice flour moistened with olive oil and a cup of olive oil. Then the officiating priest will present that person for purification along with the offerings before the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will take one of the male lambs and the olive oil and present them as a guilt offering, lifting them up as a special offering before the Lord. He will then slaughter the male lamb in the sacred area where sin offerings and burnt offerings are slaughtered. As with the sin offering, the guilt offering belongs to the priest. It is a most holy offering. The priest will then take some of the blood of the guilt offering and apply it to the lobe of the right ear, the thumb of the right hand, and the big toe of the right foot of the person being purified. Then the priest will pour some of the olive oil into the palm of his own left hand. He will dip his right finger into the oil in his palm and sprinkle some of it with his finger seven times before the Lord. The priest will then apply some of the oil in his palm over the blood from the guilt offering that is on the lobe of the right ear, 
the thumb of the right hand and the big toe of the right foot of the person being purified. The priest will apply the oil remaining in his hand to the head of the person being purified. Through this process, the priest will purify the person before the Lord. Then the priest must present the sin offering to purify the person who was cured of the sin disease. After that, the priest will slaughter the burnt offering and offer it on the altar along with the grain offering. Through this process, the priest will purify the person who was healed, and the person will be ceremonially clean. But anyone who is too poor and cannot afford these offerings may bring one male lamb for a guilt offering to be lifted up as a special offering for purification. The person must also bring two quarts of choice flour moistened with olive oil for the grain offering and a cup of olive oil. The offering must also include two turtle doves or two young pigeons, whichever the person can afford. One of the pair must be used for the sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. On the eighth day of the purification ceremony, the person being purified must bring the offerings to the priest in the Lord's presence at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will take the lamb for the guilt offering along with the olive oil and lift them up as a special offering to the Lord. And the priest will slaughter the lamb for the guilt offering he will take some of its blood and apply it to the lobe of the right ear, the thumb of the right hand, and the big toe of the right foot of the person being purified. The priest will also pour some of the olive oil into the palm of his own left hand. He will dip his right finger into the oil in his palm and sprinkle some of it seven times before the Lord. The priest will then apply some of the oil in his palm over the blood from the guilt offering that is on the lobe of the right ear, the thumb of the right hand, and the big toe of the right foot of the person being purified. The priest will apply the oil remaining in his hand to the head of the person being purified. Through this process, the priest will purify the person before the Lord. Then the priest will offer the two turtle doves or the two young pigeons, whichever the person can afford. One of them is for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering, to be presented along with the grain offering. Through this process, the priest will purify the person before the Lord. These are the instructions for purification for those who have recovered from a serious skin disease but who cannot afford to bring the offerings normally required for the ceremony of purification. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When you arrive in Canaan, the land I am giving you as your own possession, I may contaminate some of the houses in your land with mildew. The owner of such a house must then go to the priest and say, it appears that my house has some kind of mildew. Before the priest goes in to inspect the house, he must have the house emptied so nothing inside will be pronounced ceremonially unclean. Then the priest will go in and examine the mildew on the walls. If he finds greenish or reddish streaks and the contamination appears to go deeper than the wall's surface, 
the priest will step outside the door and put the house in quarantine for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest must return for another inspection. If he finds that the mildew on the walls of the house has spread, the priest must order that the stones from those areas be removed. The contaminated material will then be taken outside the town to an area designated as ceremonially unclean. Next, the inside walls of the house must be scraped thoroughly and the scrapings dumped in the unclean place outside the town. Other stones will be brought in to replace the ones that were removed and the walls will be replastered. But if the mildew reappears after all the stones have been replaced and the house has been scraped and replastered, the priest must return and inspect the house again. If he finds that the mildew has spread, the walls are clearly contaminated with a serious mildew and the house is defiled. It must be torn down and all its stones, timbers, and plaster must be carried out of town to the place designated as ceremonially unclean. Those who enter the house during the period of quarantine will be ceremonially unclean until evening and all who sleep or eat in the house must wash their clothing. But if the priest returns for his inspection and finds that the mildew has not reappeared in the house after the fresh plastering, he will pronounce it clean because the mildew is clearly gone. To purify the house, the priest must take two birds, a stick of cedar, some scarlet yarn, and a hyssop branch. He will slaughter one of the birds over a clay pot filled with fresh water. He will take the cedar stick, the hyssop branch, the scarlet yarn, and the live bird and dip them into the blood of the slaughtered bird and into the fresh water. Then he will sprinkle the house seven times. When the priest has purified the house in exactly this way, he will release the live bird in the open fields outside the town. Through this process, the priest will purify the house and it will be ceremonially clean. These are the instructions for dealing with serious skin diseases, including scabby sores and mildew, whether on clothing or in a house, and a swelling on the skin, a rash, or discolored skin. This procedure will determine whether a person or object is ceremonially clean or unclean. These are the instructions regarding skin diseases and mildew. Mark 6, 30-56 The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. And Jesus said, Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving, and people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowds as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. 
so he began teaching them many things. Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, You feed them. With what? they asked. We'd have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. How much bread do you have? he asked. Go and find out. They came back and reported, We have five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of fifty or a hundred. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then, breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up twelve baskets of leftover bread and fish. A total of 5,000 men and their families were fed. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake to Bethsaida. Well, he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Late that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake, and Jesus was alone on land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them, but when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped. They were totally amazed, for they still didn't understand the significance of the miracle of the loaves. Their hearts were too hard to take it in. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. They brought the boat to shore and climbed out. The people recognized Jesus at once, and they ran throughout the whole area carrying sick people on mats to wherever they heard he was. Wherever he went, in villages, cities, or the countryside, they brought the sick out to the marketplaces. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe, and all who touched him were healed. Psalm 40, 1-10 For the choir director, a psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, 
a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud or in those who worship idols. O Lord, my God, you have performed many wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. You take no delight in sacrifices or offerings. Now that you have made me listen, I finally understand. You don't require burnt offerings or sin offerings. Then I said, Look, I have come, as it is written about me in the scriptures. I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out, as you, O Lord, well know. I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Proverbs 10, 11, and 12. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Okay, in the book of Leviticus, we spent the last couple of days with mold and mildew and skin rashes and diseases and... Uh, and mold inside of walls today. And we are, we are understanding the concept of clean and unclean that is being embedded into the, uh, into the culture here. It's not a concept that we don't understand now. We know that there is clean and unclean. And we may not be using those terms in like ritual purification ways, but we know that there's clean and unclean. It's just that often we forget that this is also a spiritual reality. We know it, but we don't look at it in the same kind of way. Leviticus is inviting us to look at it. So like, for example, today, what if, what if you find mold on your walls? Well, that happens still today. You can find that you have mold or mildew in your house. And you do have to determine, like, is this just something on the paint here? Like, can I just wipe this off? Or is this going into the plaster? Does this go into the walls? Like, what? how deep does this go? How far has this spread? And you, maybe if you have a basement and you go down there and you don't go down there that often and you find like there's this black mold growing up the wall in the corner. 
because it has some sort of source of life feeding it. And it's down there in the dark. It's hidden. It's growing silently, slowly. If you discover that, you've got to do something about it, right? I mean, it can make your whole family sick. And depending on how far the problem has gone, bricks may have to come out. Like, walls may have to come down. There may be a, a whole thing, massive process of trying to get rid of the mold in your house. We all can understand this conceptually. Even though we're reading Leviticus, and even though it's from the wilderness thousands of years ago, this is still a reality that we can understand. And so when we flip this spiritually into our lives and think about the basements of our hearts, think about the places where the things that we don't want to think about are stored. The things that we haven't been able to deal with but haven't been able to release, and so they're just kind of in boxes down there. Just easier to forget, easier to pretend they, that they don't exist. But what if we went down there and we found mold was growing everywhere, unrestrained? Like that, this unforgiveness or this bitterness or this envy or this jealousy or this idea of vengeance that we're harboring that these things they're down there in the basement and they've been allowed to become infested and infected well then we have to understand that the same kind of process the same kind of vigilance that we would take to preserve the structure of our house is the same kind of thing that we need to have vigilance about to protect our hearts, which may be a process, which may require removing some stones and replacing them, may require a bit of reconstruction, may require any number of things in us, but being aware that our spirituality and the world that we sense with our five physical senses are not like divided from each other. Everything that we do in our lives has a spiritual component and a spiritual reality to it. And that's one of the things that we learn in this wilderness journey with the children of Israel as we move through territory like the book of Leviticus. And so we've dealt with skin rash, <laughs> surface, surface things, or is it more than skin deep? We've dealt with mildew. Is it just going to be wiped away or is it? infecting the cloth or the fabric we've dealt with mildew and mold is it is it beneath the surface of the walls all concepts we can understand let's invite god's holy spirit to walk with us as we apply these things to our lives and examine ourselves spiritually while inviting the great high priest who is our high priest, like by going to our priest, as the book of Leviticus tells, that we go to Jesus, our great high priest, and open our hearts fully to his thorough examination. Not so that he can come and point out everything that's wrong, so that he can come and cleanse us and heal us. 
And so, Father, that is our prayer. We open ourselves to you. Nothing is off limits to you. There's nothing you don't know about. There's nothing that we can keep hidden from you. And so we don't even try. We're trying to keep things hidden. We're even trying to hide them from ourselves. But we're not doing that now. We are fully open to you. Trusting you completely. You are good. It is our restoration that you seek. And so we open ourselves fully to you and ask you to help us. Show us where things are growing that don't belong. Show us where things are growing that if we allow them to continue are going to be problems for us that are going to be much more severe than they are now. Set us right. Cleanse us. Make us clean. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It is the website and where you can find out what's going on around here. I want to uh, remind everybody the new Daily Audio Bible uh, caps and beanies that we had just before we went to Israel are back in stock. I mentioned that one's from Israel, but it was Israel is so all-consuming. So I'm getting back into the saddle, reminding you that we, uh, we, we replenished those while we were gone. They are available in the Daily Audio Bible shop. You can find them in the lifestyle section. And so check that out while supplies last. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if the mission that we share around the global campfire to bring the spoken word of God read fresh every day and offered freely to anyone who will listen anywhere, anytime, and to build community around that rhythm of showing up every day for each other around the global campfire, if that is life-giving to you, then thank you humbly for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. The mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. Or there are a number of numbers you can dial in the Americas, 877-942-4253 is the number to call. In the UK or Europe, 442036-080078 is the number to dial. And if you are in Australia or that part of the world, 613-8820. 5459 is the number to call. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good morning, Dabbers. Um, so grateful to be able to ask for prayers. Um, just ask for you all to pray for me and my family. Um, We spent the last 15 years in a cult where Jesus' sacrifice was not enough 
for the redemption of our souls. Um, we were directed to pray to virgins and saints to lead us to Jesus and and to God um, instead of being able to experience Him directly. And as a result, I think we have forgotten that God loves us and that He wants the best for us and that He has a plan for us. Instead, we were shaped by perfectionism and as a result experienced uh, depression and anxiety. Um, we try to lose ourselves in video games and television and thankfully we've been led back to the truth and just pray that we get connected to a Bible-believing Christian community and surrounded by people who can um, help us, support us. It's very scary. Um, but know that this is the way we should be walking in. Thank you again for your prayers. Good evening, my Daily Audio Bible family. Uh, this is David Browning from Savannah, Georgia, and I'm calling in on, after hearing the February the 14th uh, reading. And I'm, I'm just so perplexed after hearing all the people that called in and prayed, those that prayed for Webster. And, and Webster, you have faith. Oh my God, your faith, praying for 13 years for the same thing, doing all you're doing. That's faith. You are walking the walk, brother. And then in the middle of that, there was a call in from someone. I can't remember her name, but she's about the same age group as I am. I'm 62. I've been, I've been widowed and divorced and and she's been married before and, and talking about the singles and the church concentrated on marriage and the families and oh, I could relate to that, you know, and and then it, it ended up with the woman, that, the last one that called in for Webster. All I can say is preach on, sister. Man, you've got the tears rolling in my eyes so much I had to switch from Kleenex to paper towel. I just, I love this family. I love these people and, and I need to call in more and share more and I apologize and I ask your forgiveness that I don't. I love you all and I look forward to seeing you all sometime, whether it's here on this earth or in the kingdom with our Lord. Love you, bye. Hello, Dad family. This is Samantha from Tennessee. I wanted to call and pray for Tracy. Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would take the scales off of Tracy's husband's eyes. Jesus, whatever lie and agreement he has made that his road ends with her at 31 years, Jesus, that is not the vow that he made at their wedding. God, I pray against evil. I pray that there would be redemption that whatever lie has been implanted in his heart and has taken root, Lord, I pray you uproot it in the name of Jesus. Encourage Tracy, Jesus. Show her that your companionship and comfort her. Wrap your loving arms around her. But also we pray in battle for the heart of her husband and for her heart to not accept that this is her new life that this is a deeply wrong move 
and that the enemy is at work and that the enemy would lose in the name of Jesus. Like how a prayer warrior always likes to say that I, that sticks with me is, may you have your way, Jesus. Lord, have your way in this, that you would win at the end of the day, Father. Hang in there, Tracy. God's fighting for you. Lord actually says in Exodus, I will fight for you. You only need to be still. Amen. Hello, DAB family. This is Mavis calling in from Grenada. I'm calling to pray for that gentleman who is undergoing financial challenges, that gentleman out of Virginia. And his wife is going in in six weeks time for her third spinal surgery. Brother, there is nothing too hard for the Lord to do. I want to encourage you today. Keep the faith, keep strong. You said you have recently started going back to church and that's excellent. Oh Lord, we just lift our brother before you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we hear his heart, we hear his cry, we hear his sorrow and his pain. Oh Lord, we thank you, God, because you hear and you answer prayer. We ask you today that you will come down and touch him now from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. You will give him a miracle. Oh Lord, the whole world belongs to you. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to you. Touch him right now and meet those financial challenges in the name of Jesus. Touch his wife. Give her a miracle. Let healing virtue flow through her body from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. We thank you now for touching her and for encouraging him in his spirit. Take care, brother. Be strong. Hold on. God is on your side. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Have a blessed day. Good morning, DAB community. It's Morning Lift. Calling to thank you all for your continued prayers and support. I really appreciate all that has been prayed over me. And I know that God is doing an amazing work in my marriage and the marriages of those in and around this community. And I just want to lift up Kingdom Seeker Daniel and all of you who have called in to pray for our marriages. <clears throat> My wife told me the other day that while she did go and seek legal counsel about getting a divorce, she ended that meeting by telling the attorney that she hoped she never sees her again. And that's great. Um, I hope I don't ever give her a reason to go see her again. But I just pray that um, God would continue to work in her heart and continue to work in our marriage. There's still a lot of healing that needs to take place. And it's a challenge sometimes, day to day. We have three kids and it's not easy. You know, my oldest is a teenager and he has um, some really difficult ways at looking at things sometimes. Doesn't want to accept responsibility. And it's, um, it's a, it's a real difficulty to not argue in our house. And I just need prayer that that would, 
that that would resolve and that my son's attitude and outlook on life would change and be more positive. I just want to pray for all the dads out there that are struggling with the similar kinds of things. Just ask that Jesus would heal our hearts and heal our homes and help us to be better fathers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.